This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 115. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. My name is John Middick from SharpenedArtist.com. I'm joined by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, what is going on? Not much. I, I have Not nothing much. for that. I was actually, I just saw a feather float by and I got all distracted like, you know, ooh, shiny and wasn't painting. That is the weirdest thing ever. I just saw <laughs> a feather float by too. No, I don't know I'm, how to answer that um, right now because feather. <laughs> you must have been cleaning recently or something. I no, I picked it. Right. No, uh, my chicken. It, well, chicken. Cock- oh, cock- that's no, right. You live, you live with chicken. feathers. Yeah, but. he was on my desk recently. He loves my desk and a feather just randomly <laughs> flew by when I picked up a pencil. <laughs> if anyway. I'm going to see anything fly by, it's going to be a cat hair or something. <laughs> I'm going to be upset if I see one. Anyway. All right. So... This is a show where we talk about animals, and no, just kidding. So, we discuss colored pencil, anything and everything around the medium of colored pencil and art, art business, interviews sometimes, and other mediums that go along with colored pencil. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a trick that you can try. I don't know if you'd call it a trick. Trick. Well, way to do an underpainting for your colored pencil animals, we're going to... Pull rabbits out of hats or yeah. something. A way to do to create an underpainting for your colored pencil work with water-soluble graphite. Yeah, now this is pretty fun. It, you're right. This is kind of a trick, I guess. But, you know, it's a quick way to just get a toned area on your paper, especially if, you know, you're dreading having to fill that up with colored pencil and how long it takes just to get things down with colored pencil. Why not use a paintbrush? I like making an underpainting that is just grayscale like that. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it just goes so too. much faster. I do the same thing when I'm working in oils and acrylics quite a bit and then glaze color over. So just recently I did a project where I was thinking I was going to just leave portion of, of this graphite piece in colored pencil and then the rest in graphite. And it clicked. I'm like, hey, I wonder if the colored pencil will stick on top of water-soluble graphite. I know it doesn't stick great on top of regular graphite if you've really done much shading. It's too slippery. But I thought, yeah, it is. you know, let's try it with the water-soluble graphite. And it worked so well for my first attempt. So I'm really excited to try it on a bigger project. Yeah, because it, it lays down real smooth, but Fair. then when you add the water and you get the brush on it, then it just kind of absorbs into the paper and it's it like makes watercolor. just this tonal kind of, yeah, kind of like a watercolor wash is what it kind of reminds yeah. me of. And so you can get really dark values with those. I have been using mm-hmm. the Faber-Castell. I can't say it right. They're their water-soluble pencils. But I've been using those, and they're fairly inexpensive. I want to say they run – they're under $20. I know that. And if you buy them at, like, Michael's or Hobby Lobby and you've got your 40% coupon, it only costs you, you know, under $10. So yeah. so is that the, the graphite aquarial? Yes. Is that, a qu- is that how you say it? Water-soluble. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I just call them water-soluble graphite. It, it has the little paintbrush. Yes. 
next yes. to the area where it is stenciled the silver stenciling there for the graphite aquariar. Yeah, and the pack actually comes with a nice paintbrush that works well with them too. Huh, I don't remember if I got them in a blister pack or not. I got, I have two here. I think actually I got I may have gotten these when I visited the uh, Blick store up north here. I, I'm not sure, but I've got the HB and I've got the 4B. So I use those on, and, and what I did, I used them on a variety of different papers and about four, yeah, four different papers. And then one I just started doodling quite a bit with was on gray toned paper. And that was kind of fun, just a, a little small project. But the only problem with some of those thinner papers is, of course, they'll warp if you get a lot of water on them. Yeah, I use the Faber-Castell or, gosh, no, wrong words. The Fabriano Artistico Extra White Hot Press 140-pound watercolor paper, and I tape it down so that when it warps, I just take a hairdryer. I always have that next to my easel. I take yeah. a hairdryer to it to dry it. Now, Man, I was going to say, if Faber-Castell is making a paper, that's awesome. I'm all <laughs> Don't use a hairdryer if you're using odorless mineral spirits to dry. I've had people ask, oh, can I dry that faster with a hairdryer? No, that's flammable. Don't add heat. But when you're working with water with the water-soluble pencils, that you can take the hairdryer to and dry it flat. Now, yeah. not all paper are going to behave the same. Certain papers just don't handle wet media well. But right. this one does. So, you know, a, a smooth hot press watercolor paper works really, really well with those because that's also going to be a paper that works well with colored pencil. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anything that is ready and primed for water is going to be a real good one to use. Yeah. And so having your hair care products uh, handy there, that, that <laughs> I always do that. So, yeah, have your blow dryer ready. That, all that hair, you know, it's unmanageable otherwise. <laughs> so. All right. There's other water-soluble graphite-type pencils, and I do have some. I just I was, I was talking to, to Lisa before we started recording this, and apparently I've hidden those from myself. I don't know where they are, but I had a whole set of these somewhere, not the Faber-Castell, and I don't, I don't remember I know who made them. these. And they probably are Derwent, now that I think about it. I think they are. But I don't... Do you know the name of those? I don't even know what the name of those are. No, but I don't. Yeah, well, apparently yeah, I've hidden those. I can say, though, myself, these so. pencils, they're very smooth. So, like, if you've worked with Inktense pencils, for example, the, mm-hmm. it's similar in that... It is similar yeah, to that. To that the, the way that, they lay down, texture. the way that they blend, the big difference yeah. is that these don't leave you with a grainy, gritty look if you put them directly no, onto don't. the paper and then add water, where the, the Inktense... Yeah. I usually don't like to put pe- pencil for my first layers because that tends to come out kind of gritty and grainy. Whereas the Faber-Castell, those water-soluble graphites, they blend so smooth. So you don't have to be really careful. Like normally when working in graphite, I'll kind of work in little circles and I keep my pencil super sharp and I use good techniques. And here I didn't have to. I could be super lazy and just scribble all over. And then when I went over with the water, it just blended so nicely. And the really nice thing, too, it didn't damage the paper at all like it would, you know, working with graphite, regular graphite, that it polishes. I mean, it's a lubricant. It Colored pencil doesn't stick well on top of it. So I don't want to say that it necessarily damages the paper, but it's just not a good combo. Here, that wasn't the case. The paper still felt like brand new. I mean, the pencil stuck on top of it so, so so well. And you're able to layer on top of layer. So you put your first layer with the water-soluble graphite, blend it out, let it dry, and add additional layers. And those previous layers don't really lift or smudge around too much. They, they're, I want to say, semi-permanent. I think ink tent stays put a little bit more, but whereas a watercolor pencil would lift more easily. These don't really lift. They don't erase after you've added water. They erase before you've added right. water. But once you add water, that's pretty much where it's going to be. Yeah. And 
besides that, I mean, because it is easier, and I'm not sure what, I'm guessing that they're putting more clay and whatever that that binder is that makes them water soluble, showing my ignorance here, but whatever that is, it, it makes it to where it just it just makes a tone on the paper and so you you're not going to see that reflective nature at all it gets rid of that yes which is commonly what we associate with graphite that's gone and it it more looks like to me just like a, a good medium tone of like a charcoal or something like that but you can go right over it and you still have the tooth of the paper that is really really nice yeah and you can cover so much area so fast now when i paint when i'm working in acrylics and oils I like doing it this way. I like getting that grayscale, that underpainting down first because I don't have to worry about color. Color's not a concern. I'm worried about values. Mm -hmm, I'm focusing mm -hmm. on getting my values where I want them. And that way, when I go to the point where I'm going to add color, it goes so fast. The colored section, very, very, very simple for me, very fast. Whereas all of the hard work I did in black and white, but it's faster to do it that way. I can get something done so much faster using those techniques than I can just going straight into the color. So that is just a huge, huge bonus for me. And I wasn't sure how much the, the colored pencil was going to cover the graphite. I was a little bit worried about that. It actually colored covered it very, very well where I wanted it to. And I intentionally, for my project, I wanted some of the gray of the pencil to show through because it's a combination black and white with a splash of color in it. So I did intentionally leave some of the gray and I'm I'm not sure how much of that's going to cover. This is where I'm really curious to try a full project where I cover everything with colored pencil because I'm curious to see how much of that graphite ends up showing through. I think it's going to give you a really unique, really neat end result though. Yeah, some of the other water-soluble products that I do have are from ArtGraph graphite. Have you heard of those, Lisa? No, have you used those before? They have like some sticks. They're just like these blocks, these little sticks, and those are water soluble. And then they've also got this little tin, this little graphite tin, and it's water, water soluble as well. And that one's really nice, and you can get a real dark tone to that. And that's actually a carbon is what it is. I believe. Let me let me look here real quick. No, I'm so I'm wrong. That's that's actually graphite. But you can, you know, you dip your paintbrush in there and then into water and then you dip it into this little tin and it just starts breaking up you know this graphite and then you apply that to your paper you can get a really dark tone doing that and the nice thing about that is um it will erase and oh, that's nice. what i thought was kind of kind of odd yeah and I remember using this, and it's been a while. I was going to break those back out and apply that after this wash was done uh, with um, this other graphite that I applied already. And I, I really liked the 4B when I was applying that. The HB was a little bit too light in most areas, but the 4B gave gave me just a real rich uh, foundation. And then adding that water, you know, it thinned it out a little bit, so it just wasn't, you know, completely just too dark or anything. Yeah. But you know, you can go back over that and then add some form and start making some you know, some more shape to things if you use some of these other products as well. Yeah, and you really want to start from at your lightest values and work up to your dark. Because yeah. once you go too dark, that's not really changing. That's You're not going right, to have right. great it's, results it's there. there. Now, another thing right. that I really liked, and I was a bit concerned about this, I was curious, and, and this piece was kind of a tester piece for me. I drew some pink flowers um, on a 
wood grain table. And I wanted to see if the odorless mineral spirits were going to behave weird on top of anywhere where the graphite was. Was it going to cause it to mm, lift mm-hmm. or smudge or anything like that? It didn't. because, And it makes sense. I mean, I don't know why my brain didn't figure this out before I tried it. I was just like, I really don't know what's going to happen. But the graphite is water soluble. It's not really going to react much to odorless mineral spirits. So I was able to use the water, blend everything out where I wanted, put the colored pencil on top, and then go over those areas with the odorless mineral spirits. And it didn't affect the graphite at all. It didn't smudge it, didn't lift it, nothing happened. So I was able to use odorless mineral spirits on the colored pencil like I normally would. Oh, that's kind of cool. It is. I mean, it it seems like as far as looking for a mixed medium, because I I hear from people a lot, what works well with colored pencil? That is a common question. Oh, you hear it all the time. I'm honestly thinking this is probably one of the best, Mm -hmm. because normally my answer has always been, I love airbrush with colored pencil. I like to airbrush brush mm-hmm. my background and then paint, do my subject in colored pencil. Right. This one's going to, I think, be up there competing with the airbrush for what I think is one of the best to mix with colored pencil. The end result, too, was almost seamless in that I was worried, you know, with, with a graphite piece and colored pencil normally, the graphite portions, you do get some shiny bits. You do. I mean, it's obvious it's different. Yeah, it's it's not bad, but I usually recommend against that because it it just it just doesn't look compatible. Yeah, it doesn't look like it, it, it doesn't flow as seamless to me you're right right it's too it's too different it's too dissimilar when when you're using those two mediums together usually because of that that graphite reflective nature a lot of times that you that you see and then they don't layer well anyway i mean that those are no they don't they don't at all anytime i used graphite and colored pencil mixed together i kept graphite in its zone and colored pencil where i want the wanted the colored areas i didn't mix the two because and even a few times where i changed my mind just decided i wanted something to have more color it just doesn't stick over the graphite so you end up trying to erase it and yeah. then you're fighting with the paper and it's a whole thing right so i did i i, I found my products <laughs> um and i do have <laughs> art graph carbon as well now that's pure black that's really really black why well, i wouldn't say pure black but it's very black a lot more intense than what you would get with any of the b line in the graphite so that's a real good one though just to get really really dark in those areas you know as your final kind of stuff and you know you come in there fire in there with you know a paintbrush and darken up areas that you you're real confident need to be dark you know after you've laid down you know that tonal background where you want it just another option there and that looked it up here on blick for right now when at the time of this recording you can get it for like eight bucks 74 cents so it's nice because it's not if it's something that you want to try it's not mm-hmm. an expensive investment. It's not like buying a full no, set of colored pencils and then you find out I don't right. really like those pencils. This is, I mean, like I said, if you, if you use a 40% coupon, those Faber-Castell graphites, those are going to be under $10 at Hobby Lobby or Michaels or any of those. So, right, right. well, maybe not Michaels. Michaels tends to overcharge for lots of stuff. So their 40% coupon just makes it a normal price. <laughs> right. Makes it a normal price so you can get online or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the nice thing about getting getting some of these that are like in the tin or this carbon this this art graph carbon it's it's in a little square is what it is and you just dip it you dip your paintbrush again and dip it onto this you know you're not really applying the dry medium to your project but you're you're using a paintbrush again but the nice thing about this is this is one of those things that'll last a long time. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna wear out. So you get your coverage very quickly, and you're going to use this over and over and over again. It's not like a pencil that's just gonna wear down very quickly. So again, to your point there, Lisa, I think this is something that you know you can 
apply very quickly for a background, get this toned background, and it just speeds up the process quite a bit. Yeah, when I, and I'm, I liked this project enough, and I was able to pr complete it so quickly. I needed to get a project done really quick because I had a bigger project following it. I was so impressed with how fast I was able to get this done. And so yeah, I am so excited right now. My next art piece is probably going to be my attempt of something a little bit more elaborate because... I, I'm just so curious to see how close this is going to be to the way that I do my underpaintings for paintings. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I'm essentially glazing color. And if you're using a fa the Faber-Castell are going to be more, um, or I'm sorry, the polychromos are going to be more translucent. Wow, words are really hard for me tonight. They're going to be more translucent. And so you're going to see more of the gray tones. up. I love it. Tones. <laughs> if you use your more opaque colors, which would be like your polychrome, or gosh, again, words, hard. The luminance or even the pro color by Derwent, if you've got a hold of those, those are going to be a bit more opaque. I think mm -hmm. that's going to cover the gray a bit more. So you're going to have some play there as to how much that should show through. Okay, I want to just talk about some of the things that I tried with this, attempted, and I'll what I'll do here, Lisa, if you have any of your projects that you can send me the JPEGs, you know, yeah. the uh, snapshot over, we'll put those in the show notes so you guys can laugh and make fun of us on these little samples. But what? <laughs> some, some of the, some of these speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> They're going to laugh at some of these that I did. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about some of the different papers that I tried with this. So I tried the colored pencil paper from Strathmore, which I knew I couldn't use a lot of water with that. I mean, we've I think we've done a review on that before. It buckles too quickly. So I just drew an eye with that, and uh, that turned out fine as long as I put that water on there very lightly and in a very controlled manner. Uh, then I used marker smooth surface paper and uh, heavy weight, and that that was actually pretty fun, and that held up really well. Of course, uh, it's used to a, a wet medium, and I mean that's the, that's what that paper is uh, made for is a wet medium, so that worked pretty well. Okay, then I tried the uh, the toned paper like I was talking about a while ago. Well, let me back up on that marker paper. I just drew a tree is what I did there. On the toned paper, the gray toned paper by Strathmore, I just, I did a, a toned background for a landscape with a tree and some water and stuff. And uh, then I started going over that with colored pencil. And that worked really well. Now, I think with this, I'm pretty sure you're going to, you're going to run into some buckling issues if you try to apply a lot of water because it's, it's really for a dry uh, medium is what that's for. So the one that I haven't tried yet that I was... Oh, and I did try Stonehenge as well, and that, that worked pretty well. I wanted I want to try one of the watercolor papers. I'm not sure which one yet, but I think that'll work really well, like you're doing there with that one. Lisa, yeah, basically, I think that's if you really have used choice. Intense... That yeah. any paper that you liked with ink tents, you're probably going to like with these. Yeah, pencils. if you used water with or ink if you, tents. Yeah, 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 definitely. If you use watercolor pencils, same thing. Right. Um, not right. regular watercolor because that's going to be a little bit different with what you can do with brushes, but with actual like watercolor pencils that you were blending out with water, if you liked that paper, it would yeah. probably work great with these. Which are colored pencil and ink tents or colored pencil. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Just thought I'd throw that. Uh, in. Can I get a copy of that recording when Will asked you last <laughs> week if pastel pencils were, and you said? No. Pastel. Yeah, no, pastel pencils are not colored pencil. But ink tents are. Hey, you're getting it. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I was hoping you were going to explain that. <laughs> uh, I think we've explained that like 20 times. Both You're of you just and I. tired of losing that debate. <laughs> losing that debate. <laughs> 
really like polychromos on top of these. What pencils did you try for your colored pencils? Okay, this is the fun part. I did, uh, on, on the landscape, I used polychromos, and I used Pablo's, and I used Lyra on that one. That was a lot of fun. And I just use like these muted type colors. I have deep indigo or dark indigo rather with polychromos and then ivory. And I used in the Pablos, I was using ash gray and light gray. And then the Lyra, I was using some of the grays and mostly the silver gray on that. I was just getting this, just this kind of misty looking, you know, toned background and then bringing out you know, the trees and some of that stuff in this just very nearly monochromatic look is what it has. So, so I don't know. I kind of like it. but Nice. I, I like I like very subtle contrast, though, usually. What did you find for getting your white highlights? Well, on this particular piece, I was just using the ivory is what mm-hmm. I was doing. And it's kind of like a cream, you know, yeah. in polychromos. I ended up using on mine, and I wasn't sure if this was going to work, especially over the graphite. I thought it might look kind of funny, but I used my touch-up texture, titanium white. It worked perfectly, both over the colored pencil. I mean, I expected it to work on the colored pencil, but I wasn't sure on the graphite. Did you create the mixture? Yeah, I did the mixture, and then I painted it on with a number one synthetic hog hair Uh liner brush. Yeah. And it worked really well. I may have to try that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, because I felt like I could work back and forth on this. Now... Like anything, I mean, the same thing as if you're going to work with oils and acrylics together. You want to do acrylics first and oils on top. Mm-hmm. You can't do the other way around. And I kind of felt the same with these. You want to get your water-soluble pencils down first. That's completely done before you start with well, the yeah, pencil. Yeah, def- definitely, yeah, definitely. The, the pencil's not going to work on top after. Yeah, and then the other, I mean, I'm not worried about light fastness or anything like that with the the graphite, but especially if it's underneath, then you don't have to worry about that if you're covering it up with light fast colored pencil, so you don't have to worry about that. You know what's funny? I actually had somebody, the first time I used these pencils, somebody told me that these were not light fast. I couldn't find anything stating that, and I asked the representative of Faber-Castell when I was at that art event, uh, the expo Uh in March, and she kind of looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, I've never heard that before. So I'm Mm, wondering if that person who was claiming that these weren't going to be light fast was confusing them with graphite tint water-soluble graphite. Yeah. Because that's very different. You've got a color in Yeah. Those are different, and I love those, yeah. but I wish they were light fast. <laughs> no, I, and you know, I, my attitude with the graphite tint is very similar to what it is with ink tints. It lays down mm-hmm. so fast, it's worth it to me to make artwork that I'm only going to make prints from with those. Uh, whereas yeah, colored yeah. pencil just is such a slow medium. If it's not light fast, I don't want to do right. it. Um, if I can't right. sell the original, I'm not spending that much time on it. But with ink tints and graphite tint, I still enjoy them and still have fun. I've yeah. got lots of them. I actually just got Derwent sent me some of the graphite tint. You can get that in big blocks on a few of the colors. So for filling out. Oh, I didn't backgrounds. know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, that's kind of fun. Um, I guess a little bit of a marketing challenge there for them because no one knew that. I was shocked when yeah. I was told that because I was talking to to huh. one of the, the representatives and I was saying, you know, I really wish these came in a bigger block like ink tents do. Well, these come in a yeah. way bigger block. They're actually quite large. So it, oh, wow. to use a paintbrush, you would be able to paint. I haven't even opened my set yeah. yet. I mean, I opened the lid, but That's they're still wrapped cool. in plastic. I need to, to 
try those. But be, uh, even there, if I can paint even that much faster, then I'm still going to enjoy working in them or in a sketchbook. Yeah, or use it as use it, or use it as your your underpainting. You know, use it underneath that kind of thing. Well, I still worry because if that starts to fade and get lighter, yeah. that might affect what's underneath. So for me, I'm kind of a little hesitant to do that. But yeah, I'm okay with yeah. doing it in a sketchbook or something that I'm just going to make prints out of because it's such an enjoyable medium that. to work in. Yeah, I just wish they would improve that Me product. Too. And it seems like we can't get through a podcast without mentioning mentioning the brush and pencil products, but it, I think it's really cool because here's the fun thing about it for me, I think, is that, you know, I'm, I'm reading through Aliona's book, the Colored Pencil Painting Portraits book, and the thing that I keep thinking about the whole time is we haven't even touched the surface on what these products are able to even do, you know, and it's just exciting because of that. You know, I mean, it's just using them in so many different ways. It's just like you're finding a use right now with this mixed media kind of kind of look, you know, with this water soluble graphite. I just think it's exciting. It is. It's always exciting to find something new, to try something new. I'll never forget the first oh, time yeah. I read about using odorless mineral spirits in a book. There's a book right, called right. Creative Colored Pencil Workshop. I don't rem- I can't even read. It's on my desk. I can't pre- read from this distance who wrote it. But that book was pretty useless. There wasn't a whole lot of, of good information there i got it on clearance one day but it suggested using. that's my favorite colored pencil do you have it i'm so sad you dissed it no i don't have yeah i I was like i thought you would have told me if you had that but um (laughs) no i don't no i mean you mentioned it a couple weeks ago this book it's it's not a terrible book but it's not super useful not for what i needed i mean i'd already been working in colored pencil for years well this is back when i used prismacolor and i was using a colorless blender to blend everything and it was really hard on the arthritis on my wrist and i read in that book the one the first time i ever read about using odorless mineral spirits i was so excited i ran over to my easel where i had kept my my paint thinner from oil painting and tried it. Oh my gosh, I was ecstatic. It was just one of those mm-hmm, aha mm-hmm. moments. So it's like you read oh, these yeah. books, even if you get one tip and then the colored pencil painting portraits by Aliona, that is just full of tips. By the way, it sounds you're like you're going to get a lot of yeah, tips. We're, we sound like we're a, a turning into a commercial for her. We're not sponsored by or yeah. affiliated with other no, no. I'm friends with her, but I mean, it, there's nothing else going on there. I'm not trying to sell things to you guys, but not in this case anyway. But this one, the, there are so many of those tips though. I mean, that one book had one and that definitely paid for itself and then some. This book has so many little tips that you're like, I never would have thought of that. It, that is genius. Yeah, it's very it's very dense reading. It it reminds me of just a just to say a couple of words about it and then and then we'll close here but it just really reminds me of reading a college textbook i mean you're you're reading things that you enjoy and that, and that make a lot of sense to you uh, make your family's eyes roll back in their head but <laughs> as you're reading it you're like oh yeah that's right and this is worded so well and it's so geeky about colored pencil, so you're gonna enjoy it. If you love colored pencil, you're gonna love it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to read it several times because I know I'm missing stuff. And there are a lot of times on other books, like there were some really advanced painting books when I first started painting on painting animal fur and their eyes and such. And most of it went over my head as I was reading through this. I needed more practice. But the more I practiced painting, I went back to this book and it was like, that makes so much sense. And now I can apply that because now I understand Mm -hmm. it. And this book to me feels like that. It's one of those things, even if you're a beginner or advanced, there will be things that you'll come back to and go, oh my gosh, 
Yeah. That's what's not been working for me all this time. And regardless of the subject matter that you're trying to portray, too, it doesn't have to be portraits. So it's exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you have an opinion or have experience in using water-soluble graphite or some other mix of medium with colored pencil. We'd love to hear about that. You can always contact us in the Colored Pencil Podcast group on Facebook. Reach out to us on Twitter, Lockery and Sharpened Artist. Uh, you can email us podcast at sharpenedartist.com and if you'd like the show please consider leaving us a rating and or review over in Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate that and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com 